So on to things that don't suck. Sitting Crooked. Sitting Crooked. Podcast where we discuss the uncomfortable. All the uncomfortable things. Ghosts. And witches. Cannibals. Cannibals. The plague. All the plagues. Something about Rapunzel. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) It's a song. It's the song in Tangled. Never mind. Oh, I've never seen Tangled. Oh, well, never mind. Ignore me. Okay. Um, Except don't. But hi. Hi. I'm Jenna. I'm Angie. Yep. And today... (laughs) Okay, so today's topic I'm so excited to tell you about, and it's something that I don't think you can guess, but I'm going to give you one last chance to guess without looking at my page. Okay. Oh, I thought you were like going to give me a hint or something. Uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing. Nothing? Not nothing. even like the slightest no, inkling of whatever act this is? Cremation. No, but. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> You're. Very warm. Well, (laughs) (laughs) one might even say you're on fire. (laughs) No, um, today I wanted to tell you about self-mummification. Ew. (laughs) Right? But isn't it so cool? Like, what a cool thing. I know nothing about that, so... (laughs) Yes! That's exactly what I was hoping. Um, <laughs> let me tell you all about it. Sounds good. Um, so self mummification, um, or sokushinbutsu, uh, <laughs> was practiced by a sect of Buddhist monks in Yamagata, Japan, between uh-huh. the 11th and 19th century. Okay. So, just to give you a little bit of background, these monks embraced suffering to receive enlightenment. Um, they thought they could protect the world and bring prosperity to humanity if their bodies um, went through suffering and were preserved and thus intact to keep everybody to, to basically provide salvation to human uh, to humanity and mankind throughout the ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very nice of them. But... <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so. It is not a fast process. Oh, great. It is a 3,000-day process, at least. So, it's about... How many years is that? Eight-ish. Oh, my God. I know, I had to do the math on that one, too. That's a small child. That is a very... small (laughs) child's worth of suffering. (laughs) That's a small mummified child. Um, So, that being said, if their body... the, The purpose was to stay preserved... Bring salvation to humanity, yada, yada, yada. Um, however, if their body showed any signs of decay uh, after they died, it would be considered a failure. So you go through... No pressure, though. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, guys. You go through 10 years-ish of preparing your body. So what does this preparation look like? Oh, I'm going to get you that. H. <laughs> the pre- preparation M. <laughs> I am. I am getting okay, to okay. that. Don't you worry. Um, So basically it's, you're killing yourself slowly Uh, and you're conditioning your body to 
stave off decay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first 1,000 days, um, the person going through the process um, would be on a very strict diet. Um, they would only eat nuts, buds, roots from trees, bark, pine needles. Um, and the, people have said berries, but I feel like if the purpose is to pine dehi- needles, <laughs> if the purpose Ow. is to dehydrate your body, yeah, then berries seem to have a lot of fluid in them. But anyway, it's they're eating they're eating basically things to dry out your body so that um, you get super dehydrated um, and your body becomes inhospitable for bacteria. To oh. and maggots and anything that can cause decay after or during death. Uh huh. Not that death is a very long process, but if you ask these monks, maybe it is. Um, so during that time on this super restrictive diet, they would also do strenuous exercise to try and sweat and get as much moisture out of their bodies oh as God. possible. Um, they would do that to rid the body of fat, muscle, and moisture to prevent, like I said, bacteria. Uh, and parasites and ultimately stop decay um, or decomposition, whatever you want. Same thing. I don't like it. Yeah. So a thousand days of that, which is... It's the worst diet ever. <laughs> it's approximately three years, if my math is right. Oh, my God. Like, man. <laughs> um, the goal is to dehydrate yourself. Uh, so in the second 1,000 days, they would cut all food... Uh, and only drink uh, salinized water, salinized water, salt water. Oh, okay. Because um, they needed to stay alive, but but that's just also in... dehydration, like yeah, yeah, but just enough to. <laughs> it's a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed to stay alive to um, prepare their bodies, but at the same time, um, continue to use all it. of the nutrients that the yeah. body needs to survive. So, um. During this time, they would go through intense meditation. Uh, some were also known to drink toxic teas um, oh. from the Urushi tree. Um, and this tree, uh, the sap from this tree is used for varnish. Oh. Yeah. So they would they would drink tea made out of the sap. So you're kind of like sealing your insides. Yeah. Sealing yourself from the inside out. Um, that shit at Home Depot. <laughs> and... Like I said, it's toxic, so it poisons the body um, and makes it so that the body's inhospitable for bacteria, maggots, um, and basically anything that could kill you or eat you after death. Um, So that went on for about a thousand days, and then when they were ready, the monk was lowered into a body-sized box. Like a a tomb. A tomb. (laughs) Yeah, but it was... It was so that they could sit lotus style, cross-legged, oh. and meditate. But that is how big the box was. Like it okay. was only big enough to put their body in and seal it up, and then. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> picking on your deepest fears again. Again with these confined spaces. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So they sat lotus style. Uh, da da da. The other monks would pack charcoal, like seal the box, pack charcoal around. I'm not really sure. I feel like it's to dry out the air, but I don't know, because um, there'd be moisture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically buried him alive with 
um, just just a single shoot of bamboo for an air hole, mm-hmm. so like a hollowed out piece so they could breathe. Um, and he would be equipped with your favorite thing, the bell. Like, you know, when they buried the bodies back in Vic- Victorian times, some, some age long ago where they, like, mistake so many people for being dead that they bury them alive and they equip the grave with a bell so that people could tell if I they did were- not know that. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> I thought you- I thought we were talking about that not too long ago. So, <laughs> side note. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Um, I don't know what age... Victorian is what I'm going to go with, but I doubt that's that's accurate. So they'd bury... Bodies would be buried, but because medicine was still in, a, in its infancy, they wouldn't really understand... Like, you can have low blood pressure or pass out from a coma and then wake up a few yeah. days later. So they thought, okay, as soon as, like... As soon as the eyes are shut, you're done. Pretty much. So then they bury you. But it happened that they'd start burying people and then somehow find out that they were buried alive they'd find claw marks or whatever. yeah that's what we were talking about yes okay so in order to stop that they would equip bells to um the corpses like to their finger basically oh so funny thing about this my cousin's a mortician um and when bodies die whether through suffocation from being buried alive or just being dead and having all the nerve like the electricity, I'm going to call it, through yeah. your nerves, um, kind of like filter off. Um, bell, they, the bell would ring whether you were alive or not. Oh, kind of like a be... bug when their when their legs keep twitching after you kill them. Yeah, just the last. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. Um, yeah. So creepiest bell choir ever. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine just like walking through and like? In my head, they're all buried like just minutes apart. So it's like ding, ding. <laughs> Ding, 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 Carol of the bells. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Carol of the graves. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so same idea, Mm -hmm. only a few centuries earlier. um, They equipped the monk with a bell, and he would ring it every day to let them know that he was still alive. Okay. Um, And when it stopped ringing, they would take the bamboo shoot out, presuming that he's dead or just will be Napping. soon because he can't he's so hungry that he can't ring the bell um so when the bell would stop they'd seal the tomb um and they would leave him in there for the last thousand days so being dead is part of the process and um, so in the last thousand days um he was left to sit in the tomb um and after that the monk was uncovered inspected for decay um and if he didn't show any signs of decay um, he was enshrined, um, and his eyes were removed. Ew. And I think, I don't know for sure, I couldn't find this out, but, uh, the eyes were removed, um, because it's the most gelatinous part of your it's body. It's full of water, yeah. It's, yeah, that's all it is. So, I, I'm guessing that's why they took them out, but they're, <laughs> they say, um, that they could see into the souls of the people who came to pray to them, because they, because they became enshrined, they were... Um, considered Buddhas, and believers could go and, and pray to these these monks who would sacrifice themselves for the good of humanity. So they would take on the suffering of humanity to save yeah. humanity. So, yeah. A um, few other interesting notes um, in terms of why they would do this uh, or how it happened. Uh, the Japanese climate is not conducive to mummification. It's very wet. 
Oh. Um, it's not like, not I shouldn't say very wet. It's damp. Um, it's not like the desert or like the Antarctic mm. where decay's just killed because it's either too hot or too cold. It, it's kind of like a perfect in between of humidity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so of hundreds of attempts by monks, uh, there are only about half a dozen confirmed sokushibutsu that were successful. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you can still see them today. There's temples across Japan and they're still, they're still there. So at what point did this practice stop or did it stop? I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm sorry. We're on the same, (laughs) we're on the same page. That's okay. Um, well, let me tell you when it started. Okay. Um, so the first attempt was in 1081, um, and it took 20 years to perfect. Wow. So how many failed failed attempts in addition to this these hundreds of men who had tried this failed in attempt to reach enlightenment? <laughs> this is horrible, but I feel like... You know the old typical thing of like, oh, I'm out of high school, not sure where I'm going in my life, I'll just join the army? I feel like this was their version. <laughs> I'll just suffer for humanity. <laughs> I'm a martyr, look at me. Um, so I, I got a lot of this information from uh, a YouTube channel that I'm I'm so impressed and so happy that it's still, um, that's still around today. Uh, it's called Ask a Mortician. Oh, cool. And I forget her name. I should have wrote it down, but she's just this wonderful lovely lady who just answers anybody's questions about death and dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did a whole video about um, the Sokushinbutsu. Uh, and it's interesting because she actually studied Japanese. She's from Hawaii. And oh, cool. And they're really close. So she she said herself, like, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anything. And I'm going to extend that to this podcast because <laughs> I, I don't even have any idea of how to speak Japanese. Anyway, um First attempt was in 1081. Um, the area of Yamagata, um, where this was, where this started, um, there, there was an eye disease going around. Ew. Yeah, so there was a lot of people just going blind from this, whatever eye disease this was. And there was a monk named Tetsumonkai, um, and he believed that self deprivation could help the community, and cure the people, so he cut out his own eye. <laughs> so, eventually the disease stopped. Whether or not it was directly related is questionable, but this that's what this was born out of. Um, and it wasn't... The whole process wasn't considered suicide, but as an act, like a, a selfless act to bring hope to mankind. That, that idea still lives, like... Oh, I'm so bad with names, but that... Guy who went on a killing spree because he thought he was saving the world from earthquakes happening, like natural disasters. Oh, I don't think I've... Have I heard this one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Uh... I don't remember. I know, like, nothing. I think it was... I think it was early 2000s or something in the States, and he believed that he needed to, like, sacrifice people in order to keep whatever higher power he believed in at bay to save the world from natural disasters. Fucking Mayans. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, similar, only not killing people, just killing the self. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they also believe that if the body was weak, the spirit would be stronger. So as you weaken your body, your spirit becomes 
stronger, bigger. I don't know how yeah. that works. But anyway, um, that's the idea. Um, and it became illegal in 1877. So almost 800 years later, um, it became uh, illegal. And those caught in the middle would still, they were still able to perform the right, let's call it. But um, there were some that were just allegedly, uh, if they were already in the tomb phase, mm-hmm. then they were just left there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, again, that's that's one of those, like, this is what people think, but I don't know if there are any confirmed cases of it, but mm-hmm. that's, um, that, that's that's how to self-mummify if uh, it's okay. you're, ever, uh, <laughs> okay. if you're ever interested. I like carbs <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I too like carbs. But I thought it was just such a cool, very unique um, act. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna posit something dangerous and potentially offensive. Oh damn! That's what we're all about. <laughs> I feel like there is a fine line between dedication to religion and beliefs, whatever you want to call it, and mental illness. Hmm. Yeah. Like if you look at that from a cult perspective, for example. Like, if this shit was happening in more recent centuries, they'd be like, cult! But because it's, you know, the 11th century cute little Japanese men or whatever. (laughs) I'm not discrediting (laughs) the work of these men and whatnot. uh, Because I can imagine that takes a lot of dedication and willpower and whatnot. But again, like, if this happened more recently, this would be considered a cult, I think. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's just like Opus Dei in in Catholicism. Like, they would self-mutilate and I'm doing this whipping motion. (laughs) Yeah. Flagellate? Whatever. They'd they'd beat themselves, basically. Yeah. um, To, I think it was to prevent uh, or to keep them humble and to, like, prevent vanity. Mm. It had a lot to do with that. It's been a long time since I've been in a religion class. <laughs> um, and I'm trying not to, like, I'm trying not to think of uh, the Da Vinci Code as I'm going through this. Cause... <laughs> it's okay. The only exposure to, like, Christianity or anything I have is the children's Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're a good mix. Because <laughs> I'm on the other extreme going to Catholic school where... <laughs> metal bands do black masses and whatnot yeah um yeah i'd say i'd say that's fair and i think like just just your point about it's a fine line Mm -hmm. um i also think like and you'd be able to speak to this better than i would but neurologically if you're not getting the nutrients you need for like a decade or more than x amount of time whatever that that arc is like at what point does your brain start to decay yeah you know like your your mental function just has to go because you're not getting the nutrients you need yeah and that can go that can go two ways that can go into submission or that or it can go into like survival instinct kicking in oh right so it's kind of like it depends on where that climactic point is Hmm. depending on all the different factors you mean in terms of Nutrients, environment, all yeah. that. And then, like, so maybe current that, mental state. So maybe that was part of what they had to, had to perfect on, like, at what point do they go into the tomb, for example. 
Because yeah. if they go in too early, then they're still strong enough. They're probably going to go, like, their adrenaline's going to get pumping, fight or flight. You know what I mean? Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they have to wait until they're weak enough, but not too weak. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like a, fine balance. Yes, fine balance. It's, and it, I mean, ultimately, you're just preparing your body to die. Yeah. Like, that's such a weird concept to me. Like, because it's so prolonged, mm-hmm. like... Nobody wants that except <laughs> these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you brought up a good point about, like, the, the timeline for preparing your body. And if they're not ready to go into the tomb, to that, or a thousand days before, like, that middle period. Yeah. Um, could have been however long they felt necessary. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, the real keeners who <laughs> <laughs> want to get their spot in the spotlight. Place in the spotlight. Enshrined. They took the university courses in high school instead of the applied. That's right. And then when they got to university, they they just took the general instead of the honors. (laughs) And then they crawled into into a tomb. Also known as the workforce. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Just waiting to die. (laughs) Full circle. Well, I was going to say, not to sound like some angsty emo kid, but when you said, like, it's so weird that they're just preparing to die, I was going to be like, aren't we all just preparing to die? Well, Jenna. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you're born. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just want to get my hair. Yeah. Cover those eyes. Yep. All the makeup. All the... My friend in high school went hardcore into the emo slash scene route. Um, and she had, it wasn't just like bangs that are kind of feather. It was like solid hair. I don't know how they do that. She had serious eye issues because she wasn't, it was like wearing an eye patch permanently (laughs) in one eye. So it completely fucked up her vision. (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach you. Yeah. That'll teach you to be hip. Dye hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember. Gloves. Yeah, gloves. Fingerless gloves. Fingerless gloves. And I'm like trying not to say black nail polish because you're wearing black nail polish. <laughs> and I'm like, um, they're this black is nail polish. Deep maroon. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Damn, that was a lot faster than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, I also wanted to go into like actual mummification, but I thought this would take a long time because <laughs> So when you, <laughs> when you said self mummification and then you said it took like eight years or whatever, I just pictured like, slowly like dip the uh, towel in the plaster and then put it on your leg <laughs> and then wait 10 days and then do another one and then wait 10 days that's what i thought of. oh god that would that is a long long process like that's almost worse <laughs> jesus oh yeah so um I, I don't think I would want to uh, to do that. I don't think there's there's anything I believe in hard enough to to want to seal myself. I like part of me almost admire even in modern day admires people that believe in something that strongly. Yeah. Because I just don't believe in anything that strongly. Like right? I'm agnostic on pretty much every topic that can be a topic, mm-hmm. and you know even people who have a mild interest in god or christianity or whatever right who believe enough to pray for example it's like i i wish i believed in anything <laughs> to yeah. that extent yeah i i'm the same way i'm like i love my friends and family but 
not that's something not, I feel not, not willing I... to die over the course of 10 years for you well I don't know <laughs> when you put it like that now I'm not sure <laughs> I I just don't like the whole eating eating pine needles and tree bark and poison tea yeah because be it terrible. would cause them I meant to mention this and this came from um our friend Oscar Mortician um that they would just, it would induce vomiting and, like, yeah. they get the sweats and they just get the shakes and, like, this horrible, painful experience. Yeah. And it's not like you can even, okay, just drink water and flush that out of your system. Yeah. Because then you have to start all over again. <laughs> I wonder how many people, like, quit halfway through if they're like, no, this this isn't for, not me. for me. I think, uh, I, I don't think I want to be, <laughs> I don't think I want people to pray to me. I'm good eating my not pine needles. Yeah, I just can't even imagine. I can't even stick to a diet for more than 12 hours. It's not good for anybody to diet. I'm going to get shit on for that. Well, when I say diet, I don't mean, like, starve yourself. I just mean, like, making healthier options. I'm like, I'm going to have a salad with some nice plain chicken and a light dressing and da-da-da-da-da. And then two hours later, someone shows up with donuts at my desk, and I'm like, yes. I'll take three, please. I don't blame you. Yesterday was cake day, so mm-hmm. I had a donut and a piece of pie and a piece of cake. Our department doesn't have cake day anymore. <laughs> why? Got canceled. Why? Like the monthly birthdays and stuff. Yeah, why? Done. Why? Oh, it was. that's why you're not answering that question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. A decision was made. A decision. Oh. Well, at least it didn't make you. At least I didn't starve you for <laughs> 10 years. That's true. Like, no, you can only eat pine needles when you come in here. <laughs> only on your birthday can you eat pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you some poison tea if you're parched. Oh, my God. Yuck. So, yeah. That's, yeah. um, that's that. Anything to add? Any other thoughts? Not really. I just still can't believe that people care enough <laughs> to do something like that. Well, I mean... Back in the day, when education was sparse, like... I guess what else are you going to do? Yeah, well, that's just it. So when education was sparse, (laughs) um, I mean, you needed something to believe in. People were dying of eye disease, and if someone's going to pluck out their eye and then suddenly everything's better, like, oh, yeah, I'd I'd believe it too. It's easy to mislead people. Back to your, your cult thing. Yeah. I mean, the uneducated, not necessarily, not that everybody in a cult is uneducated, but... You know, if you're willing to believe that in something. I don't think it's even, I don't even think it's education. I think it's just vulnerability. You can be the smartest person on the planet, but be, like, emotionally vulnerable, Mm. for example. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't, I mean, that's now, but then, like, oh, the earth is flat because you can't see around it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think it's interesting that people still go see them and we can go we can go to japan and uh, pay 500 yen uh, and go and see them how much is that in dollars <laughs> i don't know i need to know <laughs> I, google google 500 yen to canadian that is 5.6 canadian dollars um <laughs> i want to show you a picture of what the mummies look like okay just to to give you an idea of what they look like. I, I find it interesting. Is that real? They put... <laughs> mm. 
Mm, don't want to laugh at this, but they put sunglasses on one. <laughs> That's my favorite. Because why would you need sunglasses in a tomb? <laughs> I think it's just, I mean, it's pretty haunting. They would paint the eyes on. Ew. I think that's what they said. They'd paint the eyes on. Um, it's pretty haunting to see, like, their sockets. And, like, it, you know, when you die and the muscle... Fully, like, relaxes and stuff. Yeah, it, your jaws agape. Yeah. So seeing, like, hollowed eyes and, like, an agape chin is not, not something that I'm really interested in. Well, that's not true. I would be interested in looking at that. But it's just really, I don't know. It might be unsettling for some people. But, like, there's there's another one. You can see it. Yeah. Lots of, there's lots of them. Oh, they just look so fake to me. Like, I can't. Maybe they are. Maybe it's all a hoax. Maybe it's not even real. Maybe I just made this whole thing up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mind blown. But I never even, <laughs> see there we go. Let's let's bring it back to the whole belief thing. I'm like, yeah, I believe that this actually happened. Maybe it's like the Iron Maiden, and maybe it's just something that, mm. like, well, nobody can disprove it, so here we go. But, um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I believe that it happened. I believe. Do you believe that it happened? I don't know. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just let yourself believe. Just gonna get comfy on this fence post. <laughs> I don't know. But I think of um, the other things I've heard about, like, monks setting themselves on fire and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I can't. I Where my brain stops is why, going back to what I said before, why doesn't their survival switch go? Because they're training themselves. That's the whole point of, of, like, training your body not to... I know, but I just find it so hard to believe that that's possible. Yes, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like with your with your background, like that's that it makes sense because you look at it and from and a biochemical perspective. Is I that guess. the word I'm looking for? Um, and I guess that's why I see it more as a line of, like I said, like mental issues. Whether you know, I'm not, I don't mean oh they're schizophrenic. I don't mean that. Yeah, but. Something breaks. Something, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't see it necessarily as a spiritual of. Oh, they're they're so holy and enlightened. It's like, no, you fucked something up in your brain, <laughs> and now you don't know what danger is. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they eat the berries and the tea, because they have to have people helping them too. Yeah, I feel like they would probably be more aware of that than you would if you're the one going under the process. More aware of what? Of your mental decline from having But why would they care? I don't know. Well, they'd know... They wouldn't... I don't mean care as in, like, we gotta help them. They'd be more like, okay, he's at this stage now. Mm -hmm. We've seen this shit before. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they would be able to... They'd be a better judge of what point uh, point you are in the process and when you'd be ready to go in the tomb than the actual person. Yeah. But that's up for debate, I guess. Um... And I don't really know how that ties into mental illness, but... Yeah. And just from a different perspective, like, how... Again, I'm going to loosely use the term broken. Are the people who are helping to see this 
so many times. Yeah. Even if it's for the greater cause, the greater enlightenment, whatever. Like, you have to believe in something so strongly to be able to look past. Even even under the conditions of, oh, this person chose that this is what they want to do. You know what I mean? There There comes a point where I would think that it's at least your first time helping someone through that. That it would be, you know? I, yes, now... But within the context of the time, I mean, death was everywhere. Mm. So at least if you have some control over how you're going to die and it's for a greater purpose, I feel like it's easier to convince yourself that you're doing the right thing as the person going through it and then also as the people helping. Yeah, that's true. But not for you? Not something you'd do? No. You'd do? I'm good. Yeah, me neither. I'm happy with my donuts. Me too. My privilege. I'm, I'm also happy with your donuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll post some links, some pictures, some uh, uh, ask a mortician. I'll post that video. Okay. Because that's uh, it's interesting. They're really quick, like three and a half minutes, and just here's the information. That's how it is. See you later. Yeah. Insert odd joke here, but just good. I but like I'll it. let you guys know. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, and on that note, on that social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram, Instagram. So, um, Z at work. Yes. Um, he was looking for hair haircuts for his daughter on Pinterest. So he made a Pinterest account Aww. and was looking up like haircuts for small girls. But now it like thinks that he's a different person than what he is, so the stuff that it's suggesting for him <laughs> makes him very uncomfortable. Oh, bet. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, in our case, it might not be so bad. So maybe we'll try Pinterest. We'll let you guys know. As soon as it happens, we'll let you know. DIY mummification. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> we'll make, like, one of those, um, those videos... Like the nifty videos or whatever, except it'll take 10 years. <laughs> like one picture every day. Yeah. <laughs> Entomb for a thousand days. Yeah. <laughs> and presto! Jeez. Yeah. Um, look for the chair. Look for the chair. Sitting, crooked podcast. If you have topics or things to add, commentary, or you're mad at us. Sitting Crooked Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And please feel free to reach out and tell us that we're wrong about stuff. We love hearing we're wrong. That's how we were raised, and that's why we're the people that we are today. It's <laughs> very, very true. There's, I mean, there are some facts, but they're like high level research, not a deep, deep dive. So um, just for my own, our own selfish reasons, let us know. Give us more information, because knowledge is power. Are you a Buddhist monk who's thinking about self-mummifying <laughs> yourself in a tomb? Email us at sittingcrookedpodcast at gmail.com. That reminded me of Maury. Did your spouse cheat on you? <laughs> you can be on our show. <laughs> Called 1-800-SITTING-CROOKED. Next episode, we'll be sitting in a tomb with Gerard the Monk. Gerard the Monk. Gerard the Monk. It's a Japanese name, right? Uh, Gerard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it sounds that way, but <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> let us know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good. Good. <laughs>